listening to the Uneducated Guesses Podcast, featuring middle-aged guys offering unsolicited football advice. Show up. Is that to include the deluxe nut package? It oh, is. <laughs> the deluxe nut package shows up each and every day, my friend. Yeah, I was well, going to say, I don't, I don't know how fresh that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, even, even, two day, even two days seems like too many for that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I reached out to our lovely compadres over there across the seas. And uh, the Brood Awakening Shop has wanted me to remind everyone out there that if you need an Echo Shift or a restash of Echo-friendly goodies, check out the Brood Awakening Shop from the Philippines. Save the seas one shampoo bar at a time. So if you haven't gotten your ladies anything nice for the holiday season, that would be something to consider. And it might be a little late because if you haven't purchased it now... It's shipping from overseas, so you probably won't get it until the new year. Just say, you know, it got lost in the mail, COVID. Just blame it on COVID. What an advertisement. Yeah. So I, I try. I try to help our friends out. So, but anyway, welcome back, Ryan. Welcome back, Trent. This is the Uneducated Guesses podcast where normal office folk, all 10 of us, try to figure out who is the best at picking NFL games. For the wins, and it's straight up, and then I inevitably lose money every week through some additional betting provided by Ryan and Trent. So, didn't go so well last week. It certainly didn't. It <laughs> certainly did not. So Those I were to, not very good. <laughs> I want to thank both of you for uh, <laughs> pissing away my kids' college fund. That's all right. Um, Hope you didn't parlay those uh, Saints with any of those bets that you okay. made last week. Every single parlay had the Saints in them. Take uh, that. Take that. I, I, I think I had the Saints parlayed with the Steelers and somebody else. So uh, it hurt. It hurt. But that was last week. And uh, I learned some things last week. Last week, I learned that... Ryan, I want to come out and say that you are correct, my friend. The Pittsburgh Steelers are full of shit. <laughs> I said it. They're a fake team. You put, you give them a challenge, they're full of crap. So you are correct. And I also learned that if you remove an opponent's shoe while making a tackle and then throw it across the field, you will cost your team the game. Wow. Uh, so, wow. so those are two things that I have learned over the past week. And... I'm ready to implement what I've learned onto this week. So here we have a week 15 matchup that starts on Thursday night. And I got to tell you guys, I honestly think that this matchup is going to be a little bit closer than people think. Uh, I've got the, we've got the chargers at the Raiders and with the way that both teams, I mean, the chargers are slowly starting to improve young team. This at the other, right. And the Raiders are just kind of in a spiral, but I, I want to know what you guys think. So Ryan, why don't you go on ahead and lead off for us, buddy? Sure. I um, I feel really good here, uh, as apparently everybody else does, about the Las Vegas Raiders here. Mm-hmm. Um, I Not because they're a great team. I just think the Chargers are bad and the Raiders have enough to get it done here. I'm actually going with the uh, Derek Carr-D. Uh, Walder uh, tandem for Daily Fantasy this week uh, on, on my lineup in Chad's League there. So I, I have the Raiders here. I think they're just going to 
have a little bit more in the tank at this point to put points on the board. Not that the Chargers don't have uh, – well, I don't know. I saw Keenan Allen wasn't feeling so hot, but I, I think he's playing uh, playing this week. Uh, I think the Raiders are just going to get it done on the field this week. Oh, Okay. Uh, Trent? Yeah, I think, actually, this is a pretty tough one to pick. Um, I do have the Raiders selected uh, just because of my perception of the Chargers and Anthony Lynn being just not a great coach. Um, yet they pulled it out last week against uh, against the Falcons, which I, I just did not see coming. Um, the Raiders have lost three of four uh, with the only win coming uh, against the Jets. Um, and they got absolutely destroyed by... Uh, by the Falcons and the Colts. Uh, I don't feel great about it, um, but I do I do have the Raiders selected. Um, just quick note that uh, Ruggs, uh, Henry Ruggs, the rookie, is going to be out this week. He's on the COVID list. Um, so that Waller uh, uh, choice, um, you know, for your tight end this week is probably a good one. Uh, probably you're going to rely on Josh Jacobs again uh, as well. Um, and I think that'll uh, put, put, uh, put the Raiders uh, on top here. All right. Yeah, I also have the Raiders picked uh, just simply because they're the home team on a Thursday night with a young team of the Chargers traveling out there. Not that it's a very far uh, commute, but I just uh, I I mean, if either one of these teams were pretty much playing anyone else, I would probably pick the other team. But since they're playing each other, I'm just going to pick the home team here and just go with the default. Um, But I'm like you, Trent. I'm not really feeling that comfortable with it. And I hope that Waller has a great game because I will need him to in order for me to advance in the fantasy football playoffs into the championship game. So, wow. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully he plays well and, uh, you know, I, I would, I would appreciate another two touchdown game, uh, like he had a couple of weeks ago. So, um, but that's Thursday night. And then this week, week 15 is the week we start our Saturday games. And I got to tell you, boys, Woo-woo. pretty happy about that. College football's kind of left me a little bit of a void where I can't sit on the couch from noon until 2 a.m. watching college football. So, uh, Do they I, even have any college football games anymore? Are they all canceled? I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, uh, yes. Uh, if you look, uh, you can always catch the pride of the Sun Belt Conference, the University of Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns yeah. on a Ooh. Tuesday night. Um, Solid. Yeah, yeah, hey, only one loss to the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Um, so, and they're actually playing, yeah, they're playing on Saturday, as a matter of fact, at 3.30, I believe, for the Sun Belt Championship. Uh, but I digress. Uh, at 4.30 on Saturday, the Buffalo Bills, who may very well just be the team to beat in the AFC, is going out to Denver, mile high, to face the, the Broncos and Trent. Broncos coming off a big win. Who do you see coming? They could be coming off a big win, but this is uh, this is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I wouldn't know. Or I wouldn't call them the the front runner in the AFC. They are certainly uh, uh, top. Well, I was going to say top two, uh, if not top three. Certainly, um, you put them right up there with the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Bills. Um, I could I could honestly see the bills coming out of the AFC. They could be a Super Bowl team this year. That that's how good uh Josh Allen's looked. Um really has taken a huge step forward this year. Um just, you know, playing uh playing a solid unspectacular game against the Steelers. You know, the arm talent has always been there. 
but you're starting to see the decision making, uh, you know, uh, come around this year. He's he's definitely taken that step forward. Coming out of Wyoming, I mean, you just uh, I didn't think twice about him, and now look at look at him. I think this is year three now, and uh, certainly um, you know is uh, taking massive steps forward. Uh, the Bills' record and the whole team chemistry, uh, you know, certainly uh, re- reflect that as well. Um, you know, the head coach is uh, is is a is a good, uh, solid, if not you know, same same kind of thing, unspectacular head coach, uh, former uh, Eagles uh, D coordinator um, after uh, the famous Jim Jones uh, passed away, and uh, you know. For all these reasons, uh, you know, the Bills are just going to, you know, continue their run into the playoffs, probably through the playoffs. And the Broncos are just going to be a speed bump in the road along the way. <laughs> oh, a speed bump. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, Ryan. Minor speed bump. My, minor, ooh, speed. minor. Did you see Drew Locke blow it up last week, though? Uh, yeah, he I did. mean, he, did. He, was like, he was like the second coming of John Elway or something last week, is, man. Is, but to your point, a few weeks back, you compared him to Sam Darnold of having the sure worst did. QBR. He just jumped with that last game. He just jumped up like uh, six spots to 27th. OK, so, man. Yeah, no, I, I don't Congrats. think he's going to have a repeat performance <laughs> here. Uh, not not at all. Uh, so that wasn't a that wasn't an endorsement uh, of Drew Locke. I think he just, uh, you know, uh, ate his Wheaties or had some liquid luck or something before the game. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm on the bills here. I, I picked him over the Steelers, uh, and, and I continue to like him. I'm not, not a bills mafia guy. I don't think they're the best, uh, well, I don't know who's, who's really great in the AFC, right? The AFC is supposed to be so much better than the NFC, but I I think we've seen some shaky performances out of a lot of, uh, different AFC teams here. Uh, but I don't think the bills struggle here. I think this is a game that they win easily even though the Broncos have been known to kind of catch uh, some people off guard. So I I think the Bills carry some momentum and uh, roll over Denver here. Uh, Yeah, I'm also taking Buffalo. Again, I agree with you, Ryan. I'm not part of the Bills Mafia, but I am all on this Buffalo Bills bandwagon for the week. Uh, I like the fact that they came out and they punched the Steelers in the mouth and said, you guys are fake. Uh, The Bills have three losses this year. one of them is against the Titans, one of them is against the Chiefs, and the other is against the, the Cardinals for Hail some Mary. reason, right? Oh, that was the the nuke uh, last-second yep. touchdown, right? Yep. Uh, so that was a game they should have won. Uh, and the other two are serious, deep-run playoff contenders there. So um, I think Buffalo is going to enter the playoffs hot. I think they're going to hit their stride. I could see them reaching the championship game for sure, if not the Super Bowl. Uh, and you could expect... I would not be surprised to see them here in Tampa. I'm not going to say to expect it, but I would not be surprised to see them here in Tampa to uh, play in the Super Bowl against whatever team comes out of the NFC. Packers. So I am taking Buffalo. Yeah, agreed. Hey, real quick before we move on, the name I was looking for was Sean McDermott, and it really threw me off to the point where I called uh, Jim Johnson, the famous uh, Eagles defensive coordinator, Jim Jones. And Jim Jones is not uh, the Eagles defensive coordinator. Jim Jones is uh, the People's Temple cult leader from, <laughs> <laughs> from the 70s. So the, I wanted to correct Wow. Yeah, uh, we was... might need to bring in a fact checker uh, <laughs> to the show just to correct us before we really start getting off topics. If we're uh, saying world famous, you know, 
cult leaders and and sure. defense coordinators getting involved. Yeah, I mean, if if he didn't off himself, he could have really uh, pulled uh, pulled the Colts out of uh, or uh, the Bills out of oblivion and won a Super Bowl this year. You never know. That's where uh, drinking the Kool Aid uh, comes from, by the way. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, circling back though, if, if the Eagles were to have him as a D coordinator this season, would they be better? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, it certainly couldn't be worse. Right. So no, the, the, the defense for the Eagles is not the problem. So. <laughs> okay. But I think you guys might've found an answer, but we'll get to them a little bit later. The, the only um, way that would help is if, uh, the Kool-Aid was on the other team's sideline provided by Jim Jones. There you go. There, you go. there it is. There it is. Okay. A roundabout way of getting there, but sure. Uh, all right, so the Saturday night game, 8-15, Carolina Panthers go up to Wisconsin, face the Green Bay Packers. Guys, I got the Packers here. I don't even think it's going to really be close. Packers. Yeah, I'm, I mean, there's not really much to say about it. I'm hoping for snow because I enjoy watching football in snow for whatever reason. I think everybody does, uh, unless you live in a snowy state. Um, but I enjoy watching a snowy football game. I blizzard bowls and stuff like that. I love them. I, I think they're great. Um, not so much from a fantasy perspective, uh, which I do have half of the Green Bay Packers offense, but uh, <laughs> I do enjoy a good snow fest. So hopefully it's snowing and uh, yeah, I, I, hopefully I get to watch some, some good football on Saturday night. Uh, Trent, where yeah. are you at? Yeah, I agree. Uh, football in the snow is cool. And real quick to touch on that fantasy point, one of, uh, one of the greater games in Eagles history came in 2013 when Nick Foles uh, led the Eagles to win over the Lions when it was in a blizzard at the link. And uh, LaShawn McCoy went off, I think it was in the fantasy playoffs that year too, for one of the more memorable uh, fantasy uh, playoff uh, runs. He had uh, 217 yards and two very long touchdowns. So uh, don't don't shy away from players just because it uh, it could be snowing because um, you know the offense has a tremendous tremendous advantage when uh, when the conditions are bad, in my opinion. But th- this is an easy pick. It's it's a Packers, no problem. Lambeau yep. Field. Uh, night game. Uh, yeah, hopefully it does snow. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I think I already heard you chime in on this, uh, but why don't you give us your thoughts? Yeah, no, uh, Packers, I think was the entirety of my thought there. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't put, I didn't put a lot of uh, mental muscle into making this decision. So I don't have some critical analysis here, but uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, on a, on a cold day at, uh, at Lambeau, you're going to pick the Carolina Panthers over him. No, no, you're not. So that, oh, wow. that's do you, do you want uh, you want some in-depth uh, receiver analysis or something? I uh, I don't have it. That, OK, well, uh, maybe a Shady McCoy like person decides to show up for Carolina and make it a little bit of a game. But Shady McCoy is currently playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, who are heading up to Atlanta for Sunday, one o'clock. Uh, and I, I tell you what, uh, I am going to pick the Atlanta Falcons here. Oh, um, he's it doing it again. Surprise nobody. He's doing it again. Uh, well, I I picked the Vikings last week and the Buccaneers won. And now I'm going to pick the Atlanta Falcons and the Buccaneers. I hope the Buccaneers win. Now, here's what I'm thinking, okay? The Saints lost last week. Uh, the Saints have the Chiefs this week. The Bu- There are three games left, right? You're and trying to figure out how the Bucs cannot make the playoffs or what? If the Bucks win out and the Saints lose out, the Bucks win the division. And mm. 
the Bucks have a very favorable schedule from here on out. We have the Falcons twice, and I think the Lions in there, and the Saints have the Chiefs. And then, don't get me wrong, they do have a pretty favorable schedule, but, you know, it's pretty easy to keep losing once when you've tasted it. So you've got the Chiefs and then the Vikings and then at Panthers to close out the season. That's a divisional game. No telling where that can go. Uh, so in the event that the Saints lose out and the Bucks win out, we could be looking at the NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ooh. which would be very interesting. So I am pulling for that by picking the opposite team in the pick em, so that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can have home field advantage at least for one game in the playoffs. Uh, so there is my pick. I am taking the Atlanta Falcons, and uh, I hope Tom Brady and Gronk just score repeatedly all over these clowns. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Ryan, why don't you go next, buddy? Uh, I- I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, I've been somewhat skeptical, but also appreciative of, of the talent they have on that team there. Uh the Falcons just lost to the Chargers. I, I don't know if you know this. I just got burned by Matt Ryan uh, not being great last week when it was clearly his opportunity to do so. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I know it's a conference game or a division game. Uh, I just don't. I don't see them getting up and uh, and and beating the Buccaneers this week, even even at home. Uh, I think the line is still like Tampa Bay by a, a whole score or something like that. So. Uh, I, I'm good with that. I, I'm a believer that the Bucks can get this one done, so I'm going to pick them this week. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Tampa Bay plus six, I think, is where we're at, last I saw. Uh, Trent? Yep, that's right, road favorites. Um, I think this game, Matt, to your point, it just means more to the Bucs. Uh, they really need to, to win this game. Um, you know, I think I mentioned last week the Saints, uh, you know, although having the one seed at the time, uh, we're more likely than not going to give that up to uh, to the Packers. And it, it only took one week to do that. And, uh, you know, with the Saints playing um, and uh, more likely than not losing to the Chiefs this week. Yeah, the Bucks can can get some great momentum here coming down the stretch, playing the Falcons twice. Uh, this one's in Atlanta. Um I still, you know, I have no hesitation in, in picking the Bucks here. Um, this is just another stepping stone for them uh, to build on the momentum. Uh, I mentioned they were going to win last week, which they did, and uh, carry this probably four-game winning streak uh, into the playoffs here. Um, so this is definitely, uh, definitely a win here for the Bucks uh, to finish 11 and five. Maybe, maybe not enough to win uh, win the division, but um, you know, with the reeling Saints, uh, you know, you never know. Very true. And uh, I'm I'm hopeful that last week and then this week, you know, it's going to be five game win streak, I believe, going into the playoffs. I'm hoping that's not Tampa Bay blowing their load a little too early when it comes to getting hot to where they start trending downward going into the playoffs. So I know that, you know, hot teams tend to stay hot in the NFL, but uh, and especially when you get to the playoffs, I mean, it's a playoff. Uh, the Buccaneers are a playoff team this year is whatever it was, what the consensus is. Uh, but they don't really have many players on the team who've been to the playoffs. So they're relatively inexperienced when it comes to postseason. Mm. Uh, but, you know, they got the Tom Brady effect and that works wonders when you're in the playoffs. Okay. I was, I was just going to say, uh, are we going to ignore the, uh, 800 pound gorilla in the room, but I'm glad, glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, I mean, when you have Brady and Gronk, yeah, they and just don't seem Brady to have the Brown. playoff experience. I don't know. Uh, and I mean, they have an Sue who I think won a Super Bowl. uh, so, I mean, they do have players that have won it, just 
majority of them on that 53 have have not won. So um, that's right. That's right. But that's neither here nor there. The it's it's the Bucks need to win, right? And in order for them to win, I need to pick against them. Uh, and if I'm feeling froggy because I need to make up one of the first three games, maybe I flip it over to the Bucks and hope for the best. Uh, but I like to think that me picking against them somehow motivates them to play better. So, um, but up next, the NFC North Chicago Bears are going out to Minnesota to face the Vikings. Uh, the Bears last week. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that? Hey, the Bears still suck, by the way. <laughs> well, Ryan, why don't you give me your inputs then for this game? Well, Minnesota Vikings win. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, obviously, that's... someone left the deluxe nut package uh, uh, at home uh, when they were supposed to bring it to the stadium in Texas uh, last week. So. Clearly, somebody dropped the ball there. Probably Romeo uh, forgot he whipped it out the night before and uh, forgot to pack it when he went to the stadium in the morning. But uh, that was an aberration. I, I think yeah, you can say, oh, yeah, they uh, righted the ship and you know they're coming off of a big win, when in reality they've still lost uh, six of the last seven here. Uh, Vikings obviously have shown that they're not a end-all, be-all football team, but they can play with, uh, play with anybody here. And the Chicago Bears are nobody. So uh, I'm going to continue to give the Minnesota Vikings the benefit of the doubt and do the opposite for the Chicago Bears. Okay. Trent. Yeah, I, I think the uh, that that game last week was more of an aberration than anything else. Um, you know, just coming off uh, six losses in a row, the Bears just slapped the Texans in the, in the mouth. Um, but I, I don't think that continues here. Um, I think uh, the Vikings behind uh, – uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, Kirk Cousins uh, take it to him. Uh, the Vikings are at home here, and uh, I have the Vikings picked. Yeah, uh, I'm also going with the Vikings. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a pretty doggone good game. Uh, I I just I don't see the Bears being able to keep pace with what the Vikings are going to do. And if the Vikings stick to what their first quarter plan was against the Buccaneers of playing keep away, uh, and they do that with the Bears and keep that defense on the field, then second half, the Vikings are just going to run away with it. Let me rephrase that. Delvin Cook is just going to run away with it because um, he's just he's a monster. He's a beast. So I just turn around and hand it off and call it a day. Um, yeah, so Vikings for me. Uh, OK, so we have the Niners and the Cowboys. Man, I got to tell you, I remember way back in the day when this used to be the late December matchup that everyone wanted. Uh, Trent, how do you feel about the Niners going out to the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, it used to be an interesting game back when, you know, Steve Young was uh, the quarterback, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, throwing a T.O. and, uh, you know, whoever else that was. But Man, I've been I've been pretty wrong on the the Niners here recently. Actually, uh, they've won only one of their last six games. Um, for some reason, I just still hold on to the thoughts of what they were last year. But they've absolutely been decimated by injuries. Debo Samuel uh, left last week's game uh, and is is done for the season. Um, you know, they lost to the football team by eight points, giving up two defensive touchdowns. They you know, likely could have and should have won that game, um, but I just have no faith in them. And, and at this point, um, you know, the Cowboys, um, 
I, I, I just don't know what to think. I, I, I just think they, they have enough stability. I think I mentioned this last week and, you know, they, they won the game. They, they beat the Bengals 30 to seven um, with Andy Dalton, just bringing the stability back to that, that quarterback position where in the middle of the year, when he was out with a concussion uh, backing up Dak, um, you know, they, they had Ben DiNucci and whoever the hell else they had in there. They just had no semblance of, uh, of an offense and, uh, uh, two and two in the last four games with Andy Dalton. Uh, I think they make it three and two with a win over the Niners. Okay. Uh, Ryan. Wow. Uh, not sure that's what I expected out of Trent there, but uh, I understand his change of heart on the, uh, on the Niners. Uh, I really think this game is a coin flip because both teams can lose any game. <laughs> um yeah. I, I do think the Cowboys are figuring out how to play football again, so good for them for remembering what it is they're getting paid to do. But sure. I still have the Niners selected here. I, I think I could could swap it. I just, I mean, what pieces are left, I, I think I still like better uh, for the Niners. It sucks about Debo Samuel. He is done for the rest of the year. But um, <clears throat> I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they find a way to win. Uh, I'm assuming Mostert's still alive. Uh, you know, he hasn't died in the last week, but, um, they have, um, who is it? Uh, Ayuk, I guess is the, the new yep. wide receiver in, in town there. Uh, and I think he's an athlete enough to get, uh, get the offensive, uh, job done for the 49ers. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to stick with the Dallas Cowboys here. Uh, Ooh. I think, mm. yeah, I just think that Andy Dalton is doing just enough to be a game manager, to turn around, hand the ball off, let Zeke try not to fumble the ball, fall forward for four yards and just move the chains, right? I think that that's what they're going after. Uh, C.D. Lamb is having himself quite a year uh, as a rookie and uh, Jimmy G not playing again, right? So, I mean, the Niners still, I mean, what's their record with and without Jimmy G, right? It's certainly not good. So I'm going to lean into that and say the Cowboys are actually playing a little bit better football right now than the Niners. Um, And it's only because of the fact that San Francisco is just really hurting. Um, If both of these teams were full strength uh, in a perfect world, I would I would take the Niners and not think twice about it. Um, But I just this week, I think the Dallas Cowboys get it done. Maybe even the under. I see a total of 13 points being scored in this game. <laughs> the flowchart is, is out the window, by the way. There's no more NFC's flowchart. That's yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a shame. Is... It worked so well for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The full midseason. It got us through uh, you know, solid seven, eight weeks there. So, Okay. Well, next up we have the Detroit Lions going out to Tennessee. And I don't think anybody really needs to talk too much about this. I've got the Tennessee Titans winning. Derrick Henry is the show. And uh, I'm sorry, Detroit, that you're just going to have to continue to play the games to end your season and start your coaching carousel and draft board analysis stuff. But I've got the Titans, and I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, I'm happy that DeAndre Swift is back. He's showing a lot of promise. But outside of that, I mean, Titans all the way. Uh, Trent? Yeah, talking about a Georgia running back like that. Wow, that's interesting there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I got to give respect where respect's due. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. This is the Titans. Uh, I don't need Benjamin to help me on this pick this week. Um, <laughs> it's December, and uh, yeah, Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, they unleash him, and it's uh, it's that time of year. So, um, yeah, Lions in disarray. 
uh, and uh, a, a heavy dose of, uh, of Derrick Henry. And, um, you know, you'll see, uh, see the Titans win the game. No problem. I'll be two and two and zero oh in my new uh, season picking the Titans. Okay. And Ryan, the guy who could really just get his jollies off staring at a picture of Matt uh, Stafford there. Sure. Who <laughs> do you have winning this game? Uh, yeah, no, you, you know how I generally feel about the lions and, uh, I, I think I correctly called them, uh, losing last week. So not always hot on, uh, on Stafford's, uh, booty there, but, uh, Derek Henry, man, he's really, he, I was a huge skeptic for a long time, but if you just watch him play, it's like, he's a grown ass man playing high school ball yeah. when he's running the football. And, and I feel that way about a lot of, uh, running backs that come out of, uh, uh, Alabama. Um, but man, I, I, I think he just tramples the entire Detroit lions team. I see him going for 200 plus yards again. Uh, he he's just, uh, he's just really caught his stride. And I think the Titans don't even struggle here. Uh, yeah, you, you both do realize that since we are so heavy on the Titans here and so is ESPN for that matter, the Lions oh, are going to so. win this game, right? I oh, hope for so. sure. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen, right? I hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's totally going to happen. So, uh, nonetheless, I'm going to click the Titans because that is most certainly who should be winning this football game. Um, all right. Well, in the other category here of teams that are competing for a title, we have the Houston Texans going up to Indy to face the 9-4 and four Colts, who are tied with Tennessee for the lead in that division. Uh, who do you have, Ryan? Uh, the... I'm sorry, we're on the Colts game here. We are. We are Texans at the Colts. Yeah. Uh, I think this is an easy Colts pick, right? Like, yeah. I, unless unless last week's missing deluxe nut package somehow shows up and we have two deluxe nut packages uh, in Houston, uh, I, I think the Colts roll here, man. They're playing very consistent, good textbook football, and they're just steamrolling everybody at this point. So uh, I don't think the Texans, I you know, I thought – Maybe this new paradigm of uh, Kiki Kuti and Brandon Cooks could uh, help Deshaun Watson kind of break out of his uh, funk, but I, it just hasn't materialized. So I think the Colts continue to roll here. Okay. Trent? Yeah, I think that's right there, Ryan. Uh, this is definitely the Colts. Um, the AFC playoff picture is not even close to rounding into form because there's so many teams jumbled up that are that are kind of right there. You, We talked about it earlier. You have that top tier of teams. I don't even know if you want to include the Steelers in there because they look like they're they're in trouble. Uh, but you have the Chiefs and the Bills and then maybe a tier of their own with the Steelers. But then you have about, I'd say there's five teams there. Um, uh, you know, Titans, uh, Titans are in that bunch as well. You got the Browns, the Dolphins, the Ravens, and then right in the middle are the Colts, uh, nine and four gets you the six seed in the AFC, which is, which is pretty wild. Cleveland owns the, uh, the tiebreaker there. So the Colts, um, you know, need to win this game. Um, and, uh, and I, and I don't think they have a problem here, uh, here with this one because they do have, uh, on deck, uh, the Steelers next week at Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, while it could be, uh, could be a game where, uh, you know, they're looking ahead, they can't afford to, cause they just have to continue to win to, to hold their, their playoff spot because, uh, Miami and Baltimore and, you know, are right behind them hungry to, to take their spot and, uh, the Colts, uh, you know, coming off two two straight wins, uh, I think they make it three here uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, come out victorious here against the Texans. 
yeah, Ryan, you you made a very very perfect point about the Colts here of them being textbook, and uh, I that I I never thought of it, but that is, that perfectly sums up the Colts. Yeah, uh, and the fact that they are just very textbook. Let Philip Rivers do what he needs to do. Let Jonathan Taylor run the football, and and play really stout defense, and and that just that. That hits the nail right on the head. I really like that analogy. Uh, yeah, so they're not too flashy, that. right? They're not flashy. No. Any, anything and, but flashy. I mean, yeah. it's and unfortunately, that's what's going to kill them in the playoffs because mm-hmm. they don't have that flash in a pan. That's Let's right. give it to Derrick Henry for an 85-yard touchdown run late in the fourth quarter, right? They don't have that. So I do have the Colts winning this game. Uh, they, they're right in the thick of the playoff hunt, but I can – totally see them losing the first round of the playoffs because they're missing that spark, that flash, that, uh, that playmaker per se, that can take it to the next level in a deep playoff run. People in Indy and Colts fans, please don't hate me. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, right now they'd have to go to Pittsburgh, Buffalo or Tennessee. And I, I don't see them being able to win that game. Right. No, I mean, and that's, I mean, those are three tough places to play, you know, when you're used to playing indoors. So, yep. Yep. That's that's rough. Uh, but moving on, we have the New England Patriots going out to Miami. Now, fun fact, the New England Patriots are historically mm. uh, struggle when they go out to Miami uh, in December. But Trent, why don't you tell me uh, who wins this? Yeah, this is this is an interesting one because uh, the Patriots history is always with Tom Brady. Right. And now he right. lives and plays in Florida with another team. Um, I'm I'm. Kind of surprised to to click this and see the matchup predictor say New England is favored to win. Um, uh, Miami is a two and a half point favorite. Uh, I mentioned this last week that they're the only team in the NFL to have forced a turnover in every game this year, and they forced three interceptions on the best quarterback in the league. Um, you know, regardless, the Chiefs are just ridiculous and still won that game, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, they've they're they've won seven of their last nine. Um, and I just don't see, uh, you know, the, the Dolphins losing this game. Uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the playoff picture. They're, they're firmly uh, in that seventh spot and need to continue to win to hold off Baltimore. Um, this is going to need to be uh, one of those wins because on the horizon, uh, they have two road games to finish the year. Um, one the day after Christmas against the Raiders, and they have to go to Buffalo against the Bills. And we know the Bills are going to be fighting uh, you know, maybe not for the, the one seed, um, but uh, well, I guess they don't get a buy for the two seed anymore. So maybe they maybe they'll rest their starters for that game. Who knows? But the Dolphins are going to need to continue to win because uh, I think Baltimore's hot and they're not going to lose. So the, the Dolphins are going to need to continue to win uh, to make the playoffs. And I think it continues, uh, you know, when the when they beat the, the Patriots on Sunday. OK. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I struggle with this game, uh, but I, I also have the Miami Dolphins selected. Uh, I think they're still missing one or two pieces to make a complete team there where the coaching of Bill Belichick might make a difference. But uh, to Trent's point, their defense is is good at turning the ball over. It's nasty. I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be a possession football game uh, at some point, whether it's uh, – <laughs> them only scoring on one possession or trading uh, field goals or something like that uh, awkwardly throughout the game. And I think Miami is just going to get one more takeaway and it's going to be the difference. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm also taking Miami. Uh, 
and it honestly has very little to do with the players on the field and more of just the historical records of New England at Florida in December. Um, so, I mean, it, it, even if it was Jacksonville, I would consider Jacksonville there. Um, I just mm. don't think Bill Belichick likes playing in Florida in December. Uh, Robert Kraft sure does. He can't wear the hoodie. <laughs> oh, my God. Robert Kraft. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Robert Kraft is a big fan of uh, coming to Florida during the winter. You're absolutely sure. right, Ryan. Just north of Miami, as a matter of fact. So, yes, sir. Uh, Oh my god! Nonetheless, I am gonna go on ahead and take the Miami Dolphins here. That was good. The, Dol- the Dolphins have the best tandem at cornerback in the league. Their their secondary is absolutely ridiculous. Xavier Howard might be the best corner in the league, and to pair him with Byron Jones, it's just it doesn't seem fair. But there you have it. Yeah, I mean, they're look when you're turning the ball over like uh, when you're forcing the turnovers like Miami is. Uh, your head coach is coming if I'm mistaken. He came from New England and he is the D coordinator. He came over as the head coach of Miami now. Uh, right, Flowers? Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's and, right. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't follow the Patriots or the AFC much at all. Uh, but I mean, he's really done wonders. I mean, he came in. I know people were like, oh, here we go again. And just another, you know, bad coaching hire. But he's turned that program around and, and good for him. They've, you know, they've had some seasons there where a lot of struggles. Uh, but I guess that'll happen when Adam Gase is your your head coach so ryan over under cam newton passing yards 75 and a half Ooh, oh boy um does it count uh, interception return yardage <laughs> no it doesn't okay not. then under <laughs> well he's gonna have that's... to throw the ball more than seven times for an interception right i mean sure maybe they just run it the whole game maybe the yeah. Bill belichick will uh, scheme something up who knows yeah, but uh, yeah, so I've got the Dolphins here. I I expect them to win in uh, some sort of dramatic fashion. So, uh, how weird is it going to be to watch the playoffs without the Patriots? Great, it's going to be, be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> get some fresh blood in there, right? Um, all right, so Seahawks are traveling out to Washington for a one o'clock game, and uh, Ryan, you know how I feel about the one o'clockers. Uh, and the Seahawks have a history of playing down to the their opponent, and Washington's hot. So uh, it, this is this is the makings for a trap game. It really is. I'm going to stick I, with Seattle. Uh, but I I tell you what, man, I this will be a game that I flip uh, if I need to, because I I like that Washington's getting hot. They're trying to establish themselves in the NFC East. Uh, but I. Oof, it's hard to pick against Russ Wilson when it comes to late in the season needing a playoff push. So, uh, Ryan, how do you feel? <sighs> yeah, no, I I wanna I wanna pick Washington for the uh, the trap game team of the year, uh, and it could absolutely be that uh, case again here for Seattle, where they just get dumped on when they shouldn't. Uh, just because Russ uh, he, Russ sometimes when you let Russ cook, he forgets to start cooking. Uh, and those game clocks roll pretty quick. So um, I'm going to go with Seattle here, but uh, it would not surprise me uh, if Washington pulled this out. But for uh, for the Eagles' sake, for Trent's sake, uh, I, I think Washington loses this game uh, and Seattle uh, finds a way to get it done in a very ugly fashion. Okay, add a little drama there to the NFC East. I get it. All right. Trent, how do you feel? 
I mean, for the Eagles' sake, I hope the, the football team wins so the Eagles don't make the playoffs, but need a better draft pick. Um, I, I have the Seahawks picked here. I have no idea. Who's, who's Washington's quarterback this week? I mean, uh, Alex Smith is hurt, right? I, I don't think he's going to be playing. Does anybody know? I have no idea. No, I, I think he's out. I think we're uh, Haskins or something again. Are we back to Haskins? Yeah, I mean, Probably. this is this – is, Oh, as much as uh, you know, I would love to pick Washington. This is this is going to be Seattle. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to eke this thing out. Um, you know that they're, they're they do play down to their competition. They're kind of been up and down here. Um, you know the the last four, five, six weeks or so. But um, uh, the, they need to right the ship, and I think uh, they can start to to do that here. The, they're gonna fig- they got to figure out a way to. Um, you know, negate the the front four of Washington. They're they're one of the best, if not the best, defensive lines uh, in the league. And uh, you know, roll Russ out a little bit, get him uh, get him on the run. Um, you know, help him to you know kind of get away from uh, the pocket collapsing because you know Washington's going to bring the heat. Um, you know, I, I think it could be could be a close game. I think it's five and a half points is the spread. So I don't I don't think I would go anywhere near this one for for point spread or lock of the week or anything. But I do have uh, the Seahawks checked because I think they just need to uh, to kind of right the ship and get a, a good solid win uh, uh, under their belt again. Um, you know, I, I don't count the, the Jets game last week as anything because that doesn't really count. But uh, yeah, we'll uh We'll see them uh, put 40 on, up on Washington, and then then we can start talking about the Seahawks' legit chances again in the playoffs. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do, right? They're going to put up a massive amount of number against a quality team, and I'm using that term liberally right. uh, to where we don't really know which Seahawks we're looking at anymore. Um, but we do know what we get when we look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're facing the Baltimore Ravens this week. Uh, Trent... Let's go on ahead and go. Yeah, this is this is easy. This is the Ravens all the way. Um, you know, they're they're not in the playoffs right now at eight and five, and you know, little little COVID stuff hit them uh, and and you know caused them some uh, some issues um, in the last uh, month or so. But you know, coming off two straight wins, what an epic epic game! Sorry, Ryan, against the Browns there. Oh man, um, it was so fun to watch. It, uh, you know, I, I mentioned to this to Ryan after the day after the game. I didn't didn't watch it. Uh, but I did catch up on on the highlights, and uh, uh, man, what a what a terrible game to miss on on my part. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think um, you know Ravens coming down the stretch, uh, you know, have have a pretty easy schedule. That that was their biggest game, um, you know, coming down the stretch. They have the Jags, the Giants, and the Bengals. So look for the Ravens to finish eleven and five. Um, they're again right, kind of right outside uh, the the playoff. Uh, the playoff uh, picture here, but it, it would be something. I mean, if there's a possibility in the AFC for an 11 and five team to miss the playoffs, That's when in the, in the NFC, it's going to be a seven and nine NFC East winner uh, most likely. So um, the Ravens are, are going to do everything that they can to make a push. And uh, again, small speed bump in the, in the road here, which uh, the, the Ravens will run right over. That that blows my mind at eleven and five. You don't make the playoffs. Not even a wild card, especially when they expanded it. That wow, uh, Ryan. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Ryan. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not uh, touting the Ravens uh, just because they came up victorious over the Browns on Monday night. But uh, it looks like they got their groove back a little bit. The passing game still a little dicey. Uh, they got enough of that done to win that game. 
but uh, I, I don't think Lamar Jackson has a problem uh, rushing for, you know, a thousand yards on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I've got the Ravens. There's not really much to add here. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to take over this game and uh, he's going to win it and make sure that Baltimore stays in the playoff hunt. Um the Jacksonville Jaguars, though, are trying to fight for that number one overall pick, and the New York Jets are just refusing to let it go. Uh, and they are traveling out to the Rams of Los Angeles. Uh, and uh, I'm going to just go ahead and let Ryan go first, and I am I think we all know where these cards are going to lie. I'm going with the L.A. Rams, my friend. Okay. All right, great analysis there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trent, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, this is, we don't even need to spend any time here. This is the, the, the point spread is 17 points. It's as unbelievable. Insane. Yeah. Uh, the money line is minus 1,800, meaning if you want to win $100 on the Rams, you have to put $1,800 down to do so. Uh, <laughs> pretty unbelievable. Yeah. This, this is easily, uh, easily the Rams. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we didn't really know about the Rams earlier in the year because they, really, you know, had only beaten NFC East teams when the NFC East was really struggling at the beginning of the year. Uh, but since they have some really quality wins here and um, they kind of look like one of the better teams in the NFC, similar to the Bills, this would not surprise me uh, to see the Rams uh, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think they have, you know, certainly they have the defense, they have, uh, um, you know, the track record. They were in the Super Bowl two, two years ago with virtually the same team. Um, you know, uh, Aaron Donald is, is the best defensive player in the NFL and Jared Goff, uh, certainly can, uh, can run the offense. Um, you know, that, that, you know, Sean McVay brainchild, uh, is, is, is known for. So, um, it, it would not surprise me at all, uh, to, to see them represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm also going with the Rams. They're a really good football team. I don't want to like them, but uh, if they were the St. Louis Rams, I would like them. But since they moved out to L.A., I just don't like them for whatever reason and their stupid logo. But I, I'm going to pick the Rams here. I think they get it done against the Jets. The Jets will move to 0-14 and, 14 and uh, basically have the contract already written up for Trevor Lawrence. They just need his signature on the dotted line. Yep. Um, <laughs> He's going to get a uh, mysterious illness and be unable to sign on that dotted line. Yeah, yeah, he'll come down with COVID and uh, change his name to, I don't know, some, something else. Um, and then the Jets will end up with, who's it, Chase? No, who, uh, who's the kid up in Ohio State? Justin Fields. Justin yeah. Fields. I almost said Chase Young. That was last year. Yeah. Uh, don't know, I don't know why he was in my head. But, yeah, Justin Fields will end up uh, at the Jets. Unless the Jets do something very Jets-like. And uh, take like a kicker. defensive, yeah, defensive tackle or something like that from Boston <laughs> College. You're They're like, going to find hell? a way to draft a defensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that logo, that, have, yeah. that logo for LA is not great, but I think their uniforms are pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean they're not bad, I guess. Uh, I, I just I'm of the belief it didn't need to be changed. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, why I do. You- I do think it made me think when you said the logo that the Ravens Browns game, those uniforms were, that was a great uniform matchup. Those were, uh, those were pretty awesome. I, I actually like the Browns uniforms a lot. The uh, solid orange. Is that what they wore? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have, uh, you know, the colors are not, you know, like 
ideal, but I think the just the the classic nature, right, of the of the Browns, you know, just the orange helmet. I, I think it's pretty clean. I like it. Yeah, I can give I can give credit where credit's due. It's it's traditional. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, there you go. Traditional. It, very blue collar for a blue collar town. So. Yep. Um, but up next we've got the Philadelphia Eagles battling the birds out there in the desert. The Cardinals. Trent, you got a new quarterback behind center. Yes, we do. Facing a fiery team in the Cardinals. Who's going to win this? Oh, this is this is going to be tougher than uh, than people think. Uh, I mean, I think everyone, you know, who who doesn't know the Eagles will just easily pick the click the Cardinals here. And I think that's correct. Um, But the the only reason I have the Cardinals clicked here is because of the the dire straits that the Eagles are in injury wise. Um, if Carson Wentz was still the quarterback, this would be hundred percent Cardinals all the way, but just for the mere fact that, you know, starting Jalen hurts for the second week in a row brings, um, uh, you know, any juice whatsoever to the offense. And, you know, if you watched any part of the, the, the saints game, um, last week, you know, the night and day difference and the, the players responded to that and felt that there was a, a possibility to win the game where when Carson Wentz has been under center this year, it's, it's been an unmitigated disaster. So um, the, the Eagles lose yet another offensive lineman for the season. Uh, it's their sixth uh, offensive tackle they've lost for the season. So this is week uh, 14, 15, 16, right? 14. Uh, yeah, this is week 14, so uh, it'll be their 13th game, and it will be the 12th different offensive line that they're starting. Um, now, you would think that that's pretty bad, but then you have the fact that three of the four defensive backs uh, also went down, uh, including uh, their best player, Darius Slay. Uh, so uh, there's just no way that the Eagles can overcome that as much as I would like to say, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to lead him to another victory and, you know, possible playoff uh, run. Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's going to end in Arizona. Uh, you know, the Cardinals just t- have too much. Um, Kyler Murray's a, uh, you know, fleet of foot quarterback, and the Eagles have struggled to defend uh, those type of guys all year. Um, and with their depleted, uh, you know, defense, um, I think the Cardinals uh, eke this one out. Okay. Ryan, how do you feel? Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, surprising because I'm actually going to take the opposite side of this one uh, purely just from a momentum point of view. Right. So they just got a shot in the arm, even with everybody going down with injuries. Uh, I think. What was it? Uh, zero sacks on 15 dropbacks or 15 hurries or something for Jalen Hurts. So I think he's primed the pump uh, to really get uh, really get that team firing uh, almost uh you know, in the face of those injuries uh, on such a critical uh, position like the O-line there. So I, I think the Eagles carry momentum. The Cardinals have kind of been petering out all year. And I think the Eagles just, uh, I don't know, find a way to win with uh, Jalen Hurts there uh, behind the wheel. Uh, yeah, I've currently got the Cardinals selected, but I have no hesitation of flipping this over to the Eagles. The Cardinals are two and four of their last six games. Uh, I agree with you, Ryan, that Jalen Hurts uh, just gave a little bit of a boost of confidence to that offensive line, though, or to the offense, excuse me, though the offensive line is pretty beat up and banged up 
for the Eagles, uh, and by that I mean you're literally signing guys off the street from D2 colleges, um, I, I think Jalen Hurts is mobile enough to get around and get out and, and still find a way to make plays uh, with a pretty banged up line. Uh, and he's got some receivers that are quick enough to, to catch a ball, I guess. Um, but I've got the Cardinals clicked right now. Uh, if I need to flip a pick here and there come Sunday, uh, if I feel like I, I get the itch, then this will probably be one of the games that I flip. So. That's a good call. That This is definitely the 4 o'clock game that you want to flip, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, though, is the Chiefs at the Saints. Whew. Ryan, how do you feel? Uh, I mean, I just can't pick against the Chiefs, and I was formerly unable to pick against the Saints, but uh, I think we determined that was a lie. So um, I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I think they're just... I mean, they still have their, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes fella there throwing the ball. So uh, I think he's continues to be the difference maker, and he just piles on some points here on uh, uh, on the Saints. Not that the Saints D is terrible, but man, Kelsey looked like a beast. Hill had a another pretty solid game, and they just they're just impossible to stop. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Okay, Trent. Yeah, that's this is an easy one. I mean, Mahomes is the MVP of the league. Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. Hill is the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, the Saints defense was exposed by Jalen Hurts last week as a mobile quarterback that can, you know, win with his legs and his arm. Uh, guess what? Uh, guess what Pat Mahomes does pretty well. Uh, yep. He can, is he mobile? Uh, is he he's a little bit. He just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. The only uh, the only thing worse for the Saints would be if they played the Ravens this week. So this is uh this has a blowout written all over it. Um, I'm actually going to mark this one down as uh, one of the locks of the week uh, for the over, actually. It's 51 and a half um, playing indoors um, in New Orleans. This is going to be a track meet. Tyreek Hill is going to go absolutely bonkers. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I don't see them. Every, every time I, you know, the Chiefs play inside, I just, you know, picture Tyreek running on that, on turf, just 10 yards behind the nearest person flashing the deuces and walking backwards into the end zone. I, I expect that to happen this week too. So chiefs all the way. Yeah, that will probably happen more than once. Um, I'm actually going to take the saints here. Saints at home. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a little faith here in uh, uh, the saints defense who, in my opinion, have the best secondary though. They don't have the turnovers that the dolphins do, but the, Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, C.J. Garner, uh, Johnson, D.J. Swearinger. I mean, they they have they've got a pretty doggone good secondary. Now, Quan Alexander, I feel like has lost a little bit of a step uh, at the linebacker position, but Alex and Zone, uh, uh, I was I've never been able to say his name since college. Uh, uh, I always call him Calzone and Zalone <laughs> because when you read it, it looks like Calzone. You guys know what I'm talking about. The uh, long blonde hair guy. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty, he's pretty good. Um, I yeah, think on paper, Sean, on paper, they look good. You're right. Yeah. They, uh, and that's why they played got game, torched right? by the Eagles. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, they didn't know what they were getting into with Jalen Hurts. Uh, that's true. Now, that's true. That's true. And now I think Sean Payton is like, okay, we are, 
we could very well be losing the division if, you know, we don't do something pretty slick here. So it would not surprise me that due to the turnover, and this is going to shock a lot of people, due to the turnovers of Taysom Hill, that Sean Payton decides to go with Jameis Winston to try to match pound for pound on the deep ball. Because if he gets good Jameis and not bad Jameis, we've seen what Jameis can do when he's good Jameis. And it is absolutely remarkable. His ceiling is through the roof. But man, does he make some boneheaded plays. But I think Sean Payton may very well go ahead and put Jameis Winston in the lineup against the Chiefs this week just to uh, maybe provide that spark that the Eagles got last week. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me. Now, at the same time, I could also see Hill starting uh, just because he's the safer option and he's the future. But I I could see Jason Winston starting and then I just see Michael Thomas, Manuel Sanders, just, you know, Alvin Kamara, just all of them just running the track meet that they're used to running in that stadium. So... That'd be interesting because, you know, you got to do something special to beat the Chiefs, right? So maybe they do do that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Taysom Hill is is good. He's uh, terrible. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, he's, he's, he's terrible. He's absolutely he's horrible. He's a Tim Tebow that can throw the ball a little bit better. Right? A little bit better. I wouldn't even say much better. I mean, but look, I mean, the, the Saints the Saints got lucky with their schedule, to be honest, right? Oh, absolutely. The way, the way that it fell when Breeze went down, they got the Falcons twice. The Broncos without a quarterback and the 49ers who were decimated. And then, of course, they lost to the Eagles, which, you know, like you said, probably caught them off guard. I, I think that's right with with Jalen Hurts. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, turning to Jameis might not be a bad idea the way that you described it that way. I think, you know, the the higher ceiling, he certainly has a higher ceiling than than Taysom Hill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to need someone who can put a lot of power behind the deep throw. And I'm not sure Taysom Hill can do that. Yeah, that's right. That's why I love the over in this game. They might score 70 points. uh, It could very well be a Big 12 matchup. Um, It absolutely could. So I'm going to take the Saints here and the upset. It's going to add a little bit more intrigue to the AFC playoff picture. But, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, We're going to... We're going to really see how this picture plays out when the Cleveland Browns head up to New York to face the Giants. Prime time. Ryan, Sunday night matchup. How do your Cleveland Browns feel? Oh, boy. Um, I, I think they're going to win because the loss was a good loss. Yep. So the the Browns are known to lose stupid games. They lost to the Raiders 16 to 6. They're known to not show up. They look good in that loss. They showed a lot of development in that loss. And I think they take care of business in New York like they need to. I, I, I think this is a game that they should absolutely win. And under a variety of other circumstances, they're apt to do it. But I think the setup uh, for this week is good. Okay. Uh, Trent. Yeah, I, I agree with that. This is... Uh... You know, again, carrying over from that exciting game, I I think Ryan's spot on. There's going to be a lot of momentum that they take from that game. I mean, Baker leading them down the field basically twice to win the game. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't pan out. But, you know, I I think, you know, that momentum carries over, kind of propels them for uh, for their playoff push. They're, again, right in the middle of the playoff picture, the five seed. Uh, Yeah, Pittsburgh. uh, And we'll get to this, uh, you know, in our next game. 
Um, I mean, there mathematically there's a chance, um, but that pretty much I think went away with with the loss to the Ravens. But uh, you know, we touched on it earlier. The way that the AFC playoff picture is, it's so bunched up that Cleveland is going to need to uh, need to uh, to keep pushing coming down the stretch here. Um, you know, that the, they have the Giants this week. Then they have uh, you know a bye week before they get to play the Steelers in the Jets. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just think that uh, you know with that momentum, uh, Baker's playing great, and the ground game uh, carries them to a victory here uh, at the Giants. Uh, yeah, I'm also taking the Browns. This shouldn't really surprise anybody. Uh, I mean, that's no disrespect to the Giants, who I think uh, unfortunate season for them this year. Uh, they're a few pieces away, and maybe a GM or two away from making some good draft choices. Uh, they're they're just they're not going to be able to keep pace. The Browns need to win because apparently five losses in the AFC could potentially kick you out of the playoffs. Uh, so they're going to want to avoid that fifth loss just just for a buffer. Uh, and I think they can win out their schedule. So uh, that that game come week 17 is going to be really interesting. So they got to flex that game. It's a one o'clock <laughs> right now. They got to flex it to the night game. Oh, easily. Well, the, uh, I think week 17, it's only one o'clock and four o'clock games. Is that right? Oh, is um, that right? Yeah. And I okay. think it's East Coast, West Coast. And I think that's how they do it. Um, okay. Okay. So there's no competitive advantage one way or another. That's, going yeah, in. that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is America's yeah. team, though. Damn it. Come on. Put the Browns <laughs> on. We want to see the Browns. That's, that's yeah, very true. America's team. Hell yeah. They're, they are absolutely America's team. Is there a more exciting team? I don't think so. Well, maybe, uh, maybe not at this point. And I mean, they are pretty much ground and pound blue collar, just like the city. I mean, uh, I, I like the Browns. I've liked them since my military days. My roommate was a big uh, Browns fan. Uh, so I, you know, lovable losers, much like the Bucks. So we're kind of all on the same page there. Uh, so I, I want to see the Browns win, to be honest. In a perfect world, I would love to see the Browns and the Bucks because it's the two losingest franchises in the NFL facing each other for the championship. Uh, and that that could very well happen this year. I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, you can't call it that when freaking Tom Brady is your quarterback. That kind of uh, doesn't work. But so I, I get your point. I get your you point. You get my point, right? Take the names off the back of the uniforms. You look at the franchises. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. And, and, you know, we've been the lovable losers. Well, not so lovable, but we've been the losers for so long, uh, as has Cleveland, that it would be it'd be nice to see two of the losers finally getting their chance to shine. So. Um, but I'm taking the Browns this week and then, uh, for the Monday night game, not much of a fight here. Uh, Trent, who do you see? Yeah, this is, this is, uh, the Steelers all the way. Uh, it's unfortunate that they, uh, you know, the Browns couldn't be playing them this week because that boy, that would, that would be something to, to hand the Steelers a third straight loss. Um, you know, this is a get right spot for them. Um, but then they have two tough games to finish the year uh, versus the Colts and at the Browns. So uh, Pittsburgh has really got to win this game um, or they're they have the potential to lose five games in a row. Um, I mean, can the Browns catch them? I mean, yeah, mathematically, it's possible. And, uh, you know, if if the Bengals can somehow win this game, I mean, my goodness, the Steelers might miss the playoffs starting out 11 and 0. They could finish 11 and 5 and miss the playoffs. That would be unbelievable. Wow. Um, wait, I, well, hang on. Let me check that. I don't know if that's possible. 
Uh, no, the, the, never mind. They, they, uh, they do have a little X next to their name, meaning, meaning they've uh, clinched a playoff berth. So they, oh, they must okay. have some tiebreakers there. So, um, but yeah, this is this is Pittsburgh. Um, looks like uh, Ryan had to drop. Um, I heard uh, heard Edith there in the background, so he's got Pittsburgh as well. Um, yeah, I, I just you know the Cincinnati. It, it's just it's just a shame that Burrow's not there. Otherwise, uh, this could have this could have been a really. Uh, made that division much more interesting. Um, but unfortunately this is Pittsburgh all the way. Yeah. I'm also taking Pittsburgh and I'm really excited for Cincinnati next year, right? They're yes. two oh, ten yes. and one. I'm not expecting them to win another game, which tells me they're going to have probably a top five pick. Uh, and they could really use some offensive line help and some defensive help uh, along the defensive front. Right. Cause that's where you win the games is along the, the line. Um, so you, you shore up those two areas. And honestly, I think you're looking at a Bengals team who instantly goes from a top five pick to, you know, flirting with the idea of a wild card next year. If you can, that's right. All that up. So I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Um, call. So, but anyway, yeah. So we're all on accord here of the Steelers winning the Monday night game, which now brings us to our locks of the week. Now, Ryan had to drop. Last time he did this, he took all the low-hanging fruit from you, and it didn't matter because both you guys were wrong, very wrong. <laughs> so, uh, so Trent, why don't you go on ahead and give me three locks of the week? All right, I got you. Yeah, last week did not go so great. I uh, I went back and, and listened, and I uh, I was one for or yeah, one for three. So I had two losers and one winner. So I'll try and uh, do you right uh, a little bit better here this week, Matt. So uh, I mentioned it earlier, Chief Saints, uh, that's going to be absolute track meet. So take the over, uh, that's 51 and a half, get the over there. Uh, the second lock I have, uh, I think this will be, uh, this will be an interesting game for, uh, for the whole country to watch. Uh, Eagles at Cardinals. You got two uh, mobile quarterbacks. Uh, you saw Jalen Hurts run for over 100 yards. The Eagles cannot stop mobile quarterbacks, so Kyler Murray is is going to run and throw all over the Eagles. Um, I think you're just going to see two defenses that are going to sh- struggle to get off the field uh, and just go back and forth up and down the field. Uh, so the over in that game is 49, so I like the over in that game as well. And surprising to me, at least, uh, the Browns are only four-point favorites uh, on the road at New York. Um, so look for, for them to cover those four points uh, playing the Giants as they need to continue to win um, to uh, shore up their playoff, uh, playoff spot. So uh, Browns minus four, uh, over 49, Cardinals-Eagles, and then over 51.5, Chiefs and Saints. Yeah, that's that's funny, isn't it? That Vegas assumes that because the Browns lost last week, uh, that they're only four points better than the Giants. Uh, it's surprising that, that that threw me off. I, I you know, before yeah. clicking, I said, all right, if this is less than a touchdown, I'm taking it. And uh, there it was four points. So, you know, if it was like six and a half or six, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, but since it's four, you know, the Giants do have a good defense and, you know, playing in New Jersey, uh, you know, might throw other teams off. But I mean, Cleveland's playing in Cleveland, so it's it's cold and windy there, just like it is in the, at MetLife Stadium. So I don't think that's going to throw uh, Baker and the Browns off at all. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's actually really, really smart. Uh, the Giants do typically play teams really close and tough, though. I mean, I 
they have a good handful of games that are, yeah. you know, three points or less. Um, for That's my, true. Uh, That's true. For my lock of the week, I am going to pick some low-hanging fruit here on behalf of uh, Brian, who had to bail out. Uh, I would look at the uh, the Titans over the Lions, um, the Colts over the Texans, although that's a divisional game. Yeah. Um, so you never really know. Uh, Packers over the Panthers. Uh, Packers at home for a Saturday night pick them. Or a Saturday night, that's not pick them, excuse me, uh, for a Saturday night uh, pick, uh, if you felt like getting it on a Saturday game. Uh, and then what is the spread for this Bengals game? Um, it could, it could be a pretty interesting matchup. So I don't know. It looks like the over under for Monday night is 40.5 and the spread is 13. Um, Mm, wow. I, I could see, I mean, the Bengals at home, you just run the ball, kind of maintain the clock and keep it away. I could see where maybe the Bengals, you know, maybe they cover. They might. They might. I was thinking I I, I had uh, the Rams written down because it's, uh, you know, they're playing the Jets. It's minus sure. 17, though. So that, that's kind of a big number. But I mean, the Jets just did lose 40 to three against uh, the Seahawks. So and I did take that spread of 13 and a half last week and it bit me. So, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That was my call. That was. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I will. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, that could be a fourth lock of the week. You could take the Rams minus 17 at home. Uh, <laughs> They should crush, absolutely crush them. Well, one would think, but that would mean that then the Jets come out and. Uh, That's right. Actually, it's a big number. It's a big. Yeah, number. that is a big number. That's hard to swallow. Maybe Seattle, Washington's a little bit closer than meets the eye. Um, let's take yeah, a look what's at that. that? Number? That's looking like Seattle five minus five and a half. Yeah, yeah, that could I, be a good I, one to take. Washington is that what you're? I'll thinking? take Washington to cover. Yeah, plus Seattle playing down to their competition. Yeah, I could see that being a, a field goal game, sure. Especially at Washington, yeah. Yeah, so. All right, well, thank you, Trent, for joining me again this week. Ryan, thank you so much for hopping on and, and participating. Everybody, this has been the Uneducated Guesses podcast. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Parlor. We're out there. You can drop us an email at uneducatedguessespodcast at gmail.com. Trent, this has been fun. I look forward. Now, next week is the Christmas 23rd, I believe. Uh, I still am planning on doing a podcast, so I hope to see you next week. But if you're not available, I can stand. I'll be on. Okay, great. Well, I'll at least have you, so that's fantastic. Uh, All right, everybody, you take it easy. Uh, Stay safe and uh, enjoy your week and and enjoy the football games. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Trent.